0: Oh. Uh-huh. Okay, so we're here with the 97W, we're making Kibbeh. Uh, it's, a, it's a food that originated in the Middle East. Um, it's uh, in, in the Levant countries, Lebanon, Syria, uh, Palestine, some the places they call it uh, Kibbeh. Uh, in, the, in the more Gulf states, they call it kubba. Okay, it actually comes from the same Arabic root word that you have kebab. Okay, so in the, if you're American, Lebanese like I am, you just call it Kibbeh. Uh, so it's an absolutely delicious food. The outside, it's an encrusted food. It's the shape of a uh, football basically, in fact you all, very often call it just a football kibbeh. Uh, and on the outside it's encrusted with um, the actual kibbeh mixture which is just uh, meat um, like a ground beef, uh, lamb is very popular and um, mixed in with a uh, bulgur, in English we say bulgur. Okay, so there's a mixture of it and you grind it the night before and you put the spices in. Unbelievably delicious, uh, in fact they even eat it. Um, raw, they call it kibbeh, some people eat it raw, uh, but this is, the most, this is the most common form of, of kibbeh. We also have a flat kibbeh, more in the sort of Gulf countries in Iraq, you see it a lot. Um, and encrusted on the inside you have a filling, which is a ground, uh, ground beef and onions, you know, spiced, and very often you'll have uh, either sliced almonds or pine nuts. So very, very delicious food, served as an appetizer uh, before a meal, it's called, um, very often if you go to a Lebanese restaurant or other Middle Eastern restaurants, they have what's called maza, which is an appetizer. So um, this food is extremely difficult to make by hand, it's a very coveted food, it's it's, uh, in in, Middle Eastern culture, again, even more in American culture, we're starting to see it proliferate a lot. Um, It's very highly sought sought after, everyone likes it. a long time to make. This outside is not very forgiving uh, if, when you go to pre- uh, prepare it. So the fact that we've been able to design our machine to be able to work with it to be able to create the shape just right so it doesn't, it doesn't rip and it can go straight down into a deep fry is it's pretty tough to do. So, we actually have three different sizes of the SD-97. We have a smaller one, this is the middle one, this is the W, and we have a larger one. This machine goes up to about 80 grams, okay, so about three ounces of a kit bay. This one, just to give you a little perspective, this one is about 60 grams, 55, 60 grams. You can go a little bit bigger than that. It's most common. You see about two and a half ounces for, uh, for a kit bay, so it really depends on what, what size. We see a lot of variance uh, among our customers. So actually preparing it by hand is a, is, a, is a very difficult process. First of all, you're going to have to do the mixture overnight. As I said, you have to grind the meat and everything, so it's a very complicated process. And typically, restaurants that have kibe, they serve kippe, it's it ends up being one of the foods that you spend all of your time cooking. It's one of the most popular foods, it's kind of one of the go-to foods of most restaurants. If you sell it, people are going to order it in high volume. So it ends up being a big lag on a lot of uh, Middle Eastern restaurants that serve it. Uh, so to actually go through and make it, you're gonna have to get a you know, a big ball of the dough, and you're gonna have to flatten it out into a circle, you have to form the shape, and then you put the filling in, and then you have to seal it up. Now what happens in the whole process is it's very difficult to seal it in a way where it's smooth. This has to be, from here it's deep fried, and it's very you don't want it to break apart. You want it to be just the right texture, you want it to go into the oil, and you want it to brown. You want it to have a crunchy outside, and on the inside it's sort of, um, it's sort of, uh, there's give to it. So there's that, the good texture. The SD97W in production of kibbeh is really perfect because the shutter system, again, it's just perfectly calibrated to very, be very soft and get firm enough to form the shape. And so it's continually forming the shape and um, giving you what really to do by hand would take a very long time, certainly in the same amount uh, of throughput and also giving you just the, you know, the ideal uh, shape that you need.
1: Okay, now we're gonna get started on today's show, Making Kibbeh. And uh, it's a very interesting way of making it. I, I think I might have told this story before. I've cooked next to three old ladies from uh, the Mideast, and their cooking was just incredible. This is one of the things that they did, but I'm gonna put a little twist on it. We're gonna start by throwing a little bit of white wine in here, and then we're gonna put some ground lamb in combination of lamb and beef. Um, and what I wanted to do with this particular recipe is I'm not looking to make a big burger so that the liquid actually helps the red meat just kind of come apart as you can see, like this. And you can use any liquid, it could be water, it doesn't matter. Just make sure you use enough of it to, uh, you know, so it separates the meat and doesn't, doesn't cook into big clumps like big meatballs. All right, now that we got that there, we're gonna turn on the heat a little higher. Then we're gonna add a couple of things. We got some shallots. We got some nutmeg and cumin. We've got some coriander, a little salt, a little black pepper. Wow. Already it smells good. Now you have a little bit of my salsa here, my homemade salsa, which is none other than some green jalapenos, some tomatoes, some peppers, some chilies. And we're gonna let this baby cook down, and already I feel like eating it. So, Get a lot of good stuff in there, a lot of good ingredients. Let it cook down a bit. And we're going to jump over to our mixture. This is a real easy dish. And if you have it right, people do it right. It's really, really, really good. All right. Now, we got our bowl. We're going to add an egg. We got bulgur flour, buckwheat flour, regular flour, chickpea flour, and the whole idea is to make a paste out of this. And that's what we're going to do, just with our hands, make a nice paste. No better tool than your hand. And just work this back and forth. And your whole idea is you want to get it to the same consistency of, like, if you're making pizza, the same bread dough. And what we're going to eventually do it is deep fry this. But it doesn't really get entirely deep fried. Uh, The first half gets done first. got this cooking down. As you can see, now it's starting to lose its, its mixture, this juice. And this needs to be dry, this mixture. I'm going to add some fresh garlic. Wow. Just took it to a whole other level. Back over here. And you want to be able to form this like we're doing. All right, perfect. Give it a little bit. You know, it shouldn't be that sticky. So if you need to add some more flour, roll it around a bit. Don't feel shy. All right, so we got our dough. Put all this other stuff to the side. Clean up a little bit. Now, the thing about making uh, this dish is, is the key ingredients are the spices. You're going to find that the spices are really going to make this dish. There's nothing special about the dough, and the, what really makes the meat special is that salsa. I make a homemade salsa first, and then I put it into the beef mixture, and it really, really takes it to the next level here. All right, let's see how we're doing with this. All right, so, as you can see, Once the liquid cooks off, that's what we want. We take a little bit of our pan here, and we're just going to put a good amount of olive oil in here because what we want to do is sear both sides of this. And this mixture is very important. You can smell all those Mediterranean, Mid-Eastern spices in there. It's funny, you you want good Mid-Eastern cooking. You don't want to go further than Italy. You can go to Sicily because they got such an influence over there of that type of food and cuisine. Okay, now we're going to take a ball of mixture, we're going to take our thumb, put a little bit of the mixture in like that, and we're going to close it up. Now, what you want to try to do is mold a little bit of this dough like that. When you have it molded, it goes right down the oil. And what I'm going to do is probably get two out of this. Again, you put your thumb in there. Put a good amount. And then close it up. Okay. And that's about it. So we're going to go down like that. I'm going to let these cook for just a minute. And if you feel like you need more oil, you just add a little bit more oil to it. Once it starts to crisp up on both sides, we'll turn it over, and we will be done. Now, many things can. Let me just wash my hands while I'm talking here. Many things can be added to this as well. They could do like a hot uh, cilantro paste, or a, or a cold cilantro mayo, or a cold chive mayo. Uh, any one of those will go really well with this. Uh, you can also do a cumin or uh, coriander red sauce. It's like a dipping sauce. You know, you don't want something too sweet. Uh, These have a little bit of a spice to it, a little bit of a kick, so uh, you want something that's going to be cool as well, so that's important. We're going to get the tongs and just see where we're at now. Good. Now, you generally don't want your oil too hot. Uh, At the same time, you want it hot enough to do its job. These are looking really good. I'm going to give this another minute. Now you can see we're deep frying this. It's looking really good. We're almost ready to go. The meat is already cooked so it's not like we need to cook this meat from a raw state or anything like that. It's just a matter of getting the dough cooked and keep in mind that dough is pretty thick. So when dough is is that thick you want to make sure that it's cooked all the way through. Now the uh, oil that you're frying is deeply important as well. Generally you want like a grape, uh, grape seed oil with a high smoke point. Olive oil is not going to do it. Canola oil would probably be your best bet. The oil that we're using for today, uh, we're actually using a sunflower oil, which would be really good for this too, called Solio, uh, Solio Family Farms. It's a cold-priced non-GMO product. Uh, it's really good. Check them out. Uh, their website is soliofamily.com and you can learn more about this incredible oil. Alright, now we're going to take these off. Excellent. So now, we're ready to go. And if you break them apart, you're going to have that mixture of meat in the center like that. I only did two, but I really should have done 40, because I have a hungry crew here. We're not finished yet. Coming up, a quick dessert that you won't want to miss. Stay tuned. OK, so now we're going to get started on our dessert using pre-jail America, their strawberry. Uh, now, the strawberry is incredible. Wow, really good. Forte frutto. Wow, I, I don't know how they get this aroma so strong, but this is really incredible. Anyway, so it inspired me to do a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, uh, Monte Crisco sandwich, so to speak. Uh, and what we're gonna do is take our peanut butter very generously onto our bread. Now I'm using an almond butter, and this almond butter is not made with any of the uh, harmful additives that you'll probably find uh, in most peanut butters today, such as like shortening lard, all this other stuff you can't pronounce. So we're going to put a little bit of, what well, look at that, that is like, that is awesome. And this is real easy. We're going to cut this baby like that, turn it over, cut it in half. We're going to work quick. We're going to go right in, the fr- right in the flour, so the jelly can ooze out. We're going to go right in the egg. Now in this egg mixture I have vanilla, vanilla um, extract go into the flour again, we're gonna double dip in this. Double dip, double that. And go right into the egg again. Now, we're gonna go right into the pan. We're gonna do the same thing here. Flour. And this really is gonna stop any of the jelly from oozing out the peanut butter. we gonna go right into the egg mixture. And again into the flour mixture. And this is going to go into the mouth fixture soon. Good stuff. And the pre-gel really gives a great alternative to uh, any any jellies, right? Or jams. Now you can have the best of the best with pre-gel. Find out more about these great products, just go to pregelamerica.com. Alright, now. Without further ado, flip this baby over and that's exactly what we're looking at. Flip that over. This is the same way they make fried Oreos and fried this and fried that, Twinkies and all that stuff. But you got to have a stomach to deal with that. Okay, we're going to get cleaned up here and we are going to put our I'm going to take a little bit of, all right, good, I got everything I need. We're going to take our sandwich, drain it a little bit, one there. A little hot, it's all right. One there. Take a little bit of our incredible pre-gel strawberry. Go over the top. And that's how I like it. This is my peanut butter and jelly sandwich. If yours don't look like this, then you're at a huge disadvantage. So here you have it, my version of peanut butter and jelly, which is a peanut butter and jelly uh, Monte Crisco using pre-gel, their strawberry flavor. Thank you so much for watching this fun-filled episode of Taste This TV. I'm your host, Chef Joe Simonero. Remember, there are no rules in cooking. Taste this.